With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM 640 Los Angeles, Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones Lee. Good morning and welcome to the last day of July. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Holidays are right around the corner. I kind of wish I was joking, but I'm not, really. (laughs) Here's what's just ahead for your wake-up call. Much more fiery last night. The first round of the second Democratic debate has pitted big, bold ideas against candidates who say it's time for a reality check. We're going to talk about the winners and the losers of this first night of the second round of debates for the Democratic presidential contenders. Was anybody really able to move the needle? couple people that uh, we hadn't seen necessarily really come through did kind of poke through last night. Find out who who those people were and then also who's on the table tonight. Also, we're watching what's happening in North Korea. South Korea has reported another North Korean missile launch. California is now a display-to-play state. What does that mean and how does it affect the president? And then at 6.05, it's Handle on the News, but let's start with some of the stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. It was night one of the CNN Democratic Debates Part 2. It exposed feuds between progressives and moderates on issues like health care. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney says he wants to cover all Americans without taking away their choices. With bad policies like Medicare for all, free everything, and impossible promises that'll turn off independent voters and get Trump Re-elected. Ooh, and then Senator Elizabeth Warren accused Delaney of using Republican talking points. With bad policies like Medicare for all, free everything, and impossible promises that'll turn off independent voters and get Trump re-elected. Let's be clear about this. We are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from anyone. That's what the Republicans are trying to do. Told you it was more spicy. Senator Bernie Sanders also defended Medicare for all. Delaney and five others on stage all said they would rather let people opt into a government plan. Montana Governor Steve Bullock talked about expanding Obamacare. And author Marianne Williamson said Democrats talk about plans too much. Bernie Sanders had another debate one-liner moment, and it involved what seemed to be his favorite four-letter word. Medicare for all is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs for senior citizens. It will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't know Second that. of all. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all. We'll come to you in a second, I do know, and I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> Probably my favorite one-liner of the night. Sanders was responding to Congressman Tim Ryan. Sanders famously told Hillary Clinton in 2016, no one wanted to hear any more about her damn emails. South Korea has reported another North Korean missile launch. If confirmed, this is the second North Korean weapons test in less than a week. South Korea says two short-range missiles fired today flew about 155 miles. We're going to talk more about this at 5.50 this morning with ABC's Tom Rivers. 
Well, California is now a display-to-play state. Governor Newsom has signed a bill that requires anyone running for president to provide five years of tax returns to be on California's primary ballot. The law comes as Democrats have been pushing to see President Trump's tax returns. A legal challenge is expected. A spokesman for President Trump's re-election campaign says the Constitution is clear on the qualifications for someone running for president and states can't add new requirements on their own. The law takes effect immediately. Deborah Mark, KFI News. The ACLU has accused the Trump administration of continuing to separate immigrant families despite a federal court order. New court filings claim 9-11 children have been separated from their parents since last June of that uh, since uh, nine <laughs> claims 911 children have been separated from their parents since late June of last year. 185 of those children were under the age of five. The ACLU says the government sometimes used past traffic violations to justify keeping parents away from their kids. Well, you probably heard about this one late yesterday afternoon. It was a brush fire in the Sepulveda Basin has displaced at least 100 homeless people. Some of them were watching yesterday as the flames overtook their tents and belongings. At times, propane cylinders in the homeless camp could be heard exploding. A crew of 138 firefighters using four helicopters were able to keep the fire to seven acres. L.A. has defied homeless activists to bring back a ban on vehicle dwelling in neighborhoods. Dozens of activists took over the council meeting following the vote on the ban. Your jobs are not safe. And all of that grassroots organizing power is coming for each and every one of you. But Councilman Mitch O'Farrell says the ban only applies to neighborhoods and locations near parks and schools. The reality is sleeping in your cars is not banned across the city. There are places where it's not allowed and places where it is allowed. That's the bottom line. Andrew Mullenbeck, KFI News. The Orange County Board of Supervisors has approved a plan to end homelessness among veterans by the end of next year. The goal is to put about 300 veterans into affordable housing. So far, 80 veterans have gone through the process to receive housing vouchers. The most recent OC homeless survey designated nearly half of the homeless veterans as chronically homeless. Officials in OC say they're going to use art to reclaim the site of a former homeless encampment in Santa Ana. More than 200 people camped in the Civic Center until last year. OC Supervisor Andrew Doe says the county will hold an art festival in the plaza August 10th. This is where people will get a sense of a community again and the civic pride. Doe says people have been afraid to walk around Civic Center for too long. Let's say hello to ABC's Aaron Katursky, who watched that first round of the second round of debates on CNN last night. Aaron, good morning. What would you think? Big winners, big losers. Well, I think there were a couple of winners. One of them has to be Donald Trump because the Democrats fought amongst themselves over uh, ideas like Medicare for All, pushed by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and challenged by the moderates like Steve Bullock and John Delaney and John Hickenlooper and Tim Ryan, who called the plan either fairy tale economics, wish list economics, impossible. Uh, and another winner, I think, would be uh, Joe Biden. He wasn't mentioned once on, on the debate stage. That'll certainly change tonight when he's front and center, flanked by Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, both of whom have challenged his record on issues involving race. See, I couldn't tell if I did, if I I was thinking to myself, is this a good strategy or a bad strategy? Was it their strategy not to mention Biden so that they pretend like he's not even relevant? We don't need to talk about him. I thought, okay, maybe that's one side. On the other hand, you have a chance to attack the guy without him being able to defend himself. Why don't you take that opportunity? Well, the um, the, uh, the the moderate 
underdogs, I guess. What what should we call them? I mean, they were making what is probably a last stand, right? Yeah. The um the the, the there's it's hard to see a way forward for a lot of these candidates of fully half and we'll see what happens you know after the dust settles from the debate but fully half don't qualify for the next debate and so the race is coming into sharper focus but it's coming into a focus that still leaves big questions unanswered about whether you're going to embrace a a a big kind of bold burn the house down idea like medicare for all that sanders and warren um, say is is a must um, or whether you're going to take a, a a slower you know, approach and uh, it was really left to the sides to argue that the, the, the you don't want to alienate any voters you don't want to um, fedex the election to john donald trump as, as john hickenlooper said and then there was elizabeth warren saying uh why would you bother to run for president if you're going to tell us what we can't do just embrace yeah. this thing and let's go okay between um, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren last night. A lot of people were, you know, looking at this as Bernie Sanders make or break night. Did he do okay up against her? I look. I, I think they were natural allies of uh, anyway, and and they they seem to be uh, same way on stage. They did not attack each other. They didn't even draw a contrast with one another. I think the 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 difference may be in in substance. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is, I think, able to articulate her plan maybe a little more effectively bernie's been repeating the same talking points for 40 years and it in and it, it it can at times sound a bit tired and and repetitive whereas as warren i think comes across with a little bit more uh you know energy and gravitas on the other hand i i think sanders showed he can still command a stage as he's you know flailing his arms <laughs> and, and when tim ryan questioned whether the medicare for all bill would do what Sanders promise. He says, I know because I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> so he um, I, I, I think he showed some fight. It's rare. I laugh out loud on the couch. I laughed out loud at that one. I was like, oh, Bernie, there's there's your line of the night for sure. So when it comes well, to some of the others like the Marianne Williamson's on there and even the Steve Bullock's and the Amy Klobuchar's um, Marianne Williamson, one of the ones last night who got a really big round of applause because she brought up race. She, um, I think, had a moment that you know, look, it, it indicates to me that she's going to be around this race longer than anyone may have anticipated. When the conversation turned to race, it was an all-white cast last night, and, and she uh, made a pointed, clear, coherent argument for the paying of reparations to descendants of slaves, 200 to $500 billion. She said it would address, finally, an injustice that has never been fully adjudicated in this country and that continues to plague the psyche of uh, of the american public and 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 the the income inequality divide in the country and so she uh, made an impassioned argument that that i think resonated uh, at least judging by the reaction in the room and um, she turns out she was the most tweeted about candidate last <laughs> night i mean she also talked about some dark psychic force that was like weird but um she's around and and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere uh, it but people were waiting for the dark psychic force moment or something like that because that's what she was we, everybody got to see her on stage and a lot of people walked away going she was the most entertaining one just because I wasn't really sure what was coming out of her mouth and yet I enjoyed it so much oh that's uh, it's true but I think she also showed you know in it and there is kind of an entertainment factor, but but also the the, the reparations argument was, uh, I think, a standout response 
uh, among the, the the Democrats on stage who mainly offered kind of these tepid answers about the history of race relations. And it was just there was no passion there. Right. That's going to be different tonight. I mean, with Kamala Harris and Cory Booker uh, flanking Joe Biden, I would expect tonight's debate to be a bit more personal. Yeah. And let, let's talk about that specifically, because Joe Biden um, maybe didn't, you know, I think a lot of people say did not have his best debate last time around. And whether he was, you know, kind of in the back of his mind thinking, I'm going to rely on the fact I'm the elder statesman of the group. I was just the vice president of the United States. When their attacks came in some ways, it almost seemed like he was surprised by them or he wasn't prepared for them. I have a feeling he's going to go into battle quite differently tonight. He has to, doesn't he? Because yeah. his performance was widely criticized in Miami as being lackluster, looked like he had lost his fastball. Uh, although, interestingly, after a dip in the polls, his numbers came right back up. So there's still a good deal of enthusiasm for a Biden candidacy. But he does, I think, have to show that he can still debate and, and can still, you know, bring some some a game. And you really wanted him on stage last night as this moderate progressive divide became evident, because while John Delaney and Hickenlooper and Bullock and the rest you know, had their moments, none of them really has the same political heft. And, and, and so they've been making similar arguments to what Biden's been saying. Let's see how he actually does it. All right. Well, we'll be watching tonight, of course. So it'll be Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Andrew Yang, uh, Julian Castro, uh, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, am I, who am I missing? Am I missing any tonight? Uh, Jay Inslee and Michael Bennett. So okay. you've got a f- oh, and Bill de Blasio. So you've got a full you know, lineup. Julian Castro had you know, his moment in the last debate when yeah. he called for decriminalizing um, what are now illegal crossings on at the border. Uh, I don't know how much that sticks, but... You know, again, there's some people who are getting on here and, and having to make a splash or, or risk being left out. Oh, yeah. And then what's the next round in September? September, uh, hosted by um, by us here at ABC. And the, the, the threshold for qualifying gets to be a bit more difficult. 130,000 individual donors to your Ooh. campaign and, uh, and and some showing in the polls. That's going to widow that, that whole uh, pack down very quickly, I would think. All right, Aaron, thank you so much. I enjoyed that. Oh, well, I'm glad. Jen, I always enjoy chatting with you. <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry you don't feel no. the same way every day, but, uh, you know, no. it's always nice. To it's it's rare that you and I have this much time where we can just like, okay, what about this? What about that? So I all of a sudden I realized as those Listen, words came out of my mouth that, like, you're going to think I hate the rest of our talks. <laughs> yes, it's your show, man. Whatever you want to talk about for whatever duration, I'm, I'm here for you. You rock, Aaron. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Oh, you know when something comes out of your mouth and you're like, that's not the way I meant it. Oh. <sighs> Thank God I've been friends with him for a long, long time and he knows me and he gets it and he made a, you know, smart aleck comment right back because I deserved that. Oh, boy. Anyway, so tonight, again, 6 o'clock, second round. Uh, it'll be Biden, Harris, Booker. Um, I think Booker is going to be one of the ones tonight that's really got to... He's one of those that's kind of waffling, you know what I mean? Like he could go to the 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 lead pack, but at this point he's kind of in the middle of the pack and tonight he could be a make or break. Biden's got to come out with some real passion up against Harris now that he knows what he's battling against her. She's been running a pretty eh, 
it's been Biden and then you've had um, in the polls, if you look at these polls, it's been Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris. Pretty consistently, those are your top four. So who goes up? Who comes down? Who breaks into that pack? We'll see. All right, when we come back, we will talk with ABC's, or ABC's, how about KTLA's Rich DeMuro? This is kind of a cool one as the temperatures heat up. What would you think about a wearable way to keep yourself cool? Like clothes for, or AC for your clothes? I kind of like this. It's a Sony idea. We'll find out about it. Plus traffic in your forecast on your wake-up call. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What all you been some days you just get by. Yeah, some days you're just alive. Some days you're living. It's KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Welcome to a Wednesday, the last day of July. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. Some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The first round of the second Democratic debate has pitted big, bold ideas against candidates who say it's time for a reality check. Former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper suggested Bernie Sanders' proposals are too radical. Sanders literally threw his hands up while Hickenlooper trashed his Medicare for All plan. At one point, Sanders' fellow progressive Senator Elizabeth Warren asked why someone would run for president just to talk about what they can't do. Warren says Democrats should be a party of big structural change. 535, we'll talk with ABC's Alex Stone. While the investigation continues into the shooting at the Gilroy Garlic Festival over the weekend, police say they don't think the 19-year-old killer had an accomplice. Alex will explain why, based on some new information that cops have. And then at 605, it's Handle on the News. Right now, let's say good morning. Talk a little tech with KTLA's Rich DeMero. You can check out his website, Rich on Tech, or uh, richontech.tv, or follow him on social media, Rich on Tech. Rich, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, Jennifer. What is this update for Andrew? Android that was so badly needed. Don't be surprised if you have an Android phone and you plug it into your car and you get that normal Android auto screen, but it looks totally different because Google is rolling out a brand new version of Android Auto, which is sorely needed. This thing has not changed in years and there's a bunch of improvements. Number one, Everything is on one screen now. So when you log on, when you plug in your phone, the four apps that you see at the top are the four apps that you used recently, which is something that has changed. Your maps always start up number one. If you're playing any music or listening to a podcast or streaming iHeart, whatever you're doing, that will resume immediately when you plug in your phone. Something that Android has not really had before, and that's a big improvement. Also, while you're looking at your maps, you will also see your player controls on the screen at all times, which oh, is also that's nice. really nice. Yeah. And so before, I don't have an Android, so before when you just plugged back in, the four that, I, I guess because I, the four most recently used that are popping up now on the top of your screen, what used to be there? Just whatever was their standard? Oh, it was so complicated. It was all, it was, I, I can't even explain how it was organized because it was just terrible. You had to oh. switch to, let's say you wanted to switch to a different music app. You had to go down to the music area. Then you had to scroll to figure out which oh. app you wanted. It was a lot of unnecessary 
scrolling and tapping, especially not good when you're in your car. No, exactly. This, yes. So this being a badly needed upgrade, yes, just for safety, if nothing else. Absolutely. And and I think that uh, Google did their homework with this. It is rolling out to all Android phones. One thing that people will lose in this transition, and this may be a minor thing, but if you used Android Auto as a standalone app, that is actually going away. And now you will just have a, it's kind of tough to explain, but it will just be built into the Google Assistant. I don't want to get into the weeds there, but it, it the app is going away. It will only work in your car. And then if you want to use the Android Auto app style, you're just going to have to ask Google Assistant, let's drive, and it will do something similar. Okay, I see. All right, now what has Google done with its next Pixel phone that you think is better than the iPhone? This is so interesting, Jennifer, because we never see a tech company basically give away and reveal the new features of a device months before it comes out. Usually it's blogs that are leaking it. This is the company itself. Google has now twice leaked features of its new phone. First they showed off the back, what the cameras will look like. Now they're showing off a whole blog post about how you'll be able to control the camera using your hand. They've built in a radar chip. So the same radar that they use to kind of see planes and large objects can now detect your hand in front of the phone. So you can skip songs, you can silence alarms, um, all those kind of things just with your hand. They call it motion sense. Wow, this is so cool. I'm just looking at kind of a picture of the phone and it almost looks like somebody just with their hand uh, wrote no hands on the screen of this. And it's like, it, it reminds me of, um, remember the old Etch-A-Sketch that you used to have and you had to turn the thing and that's kind of what it looked like? It kind yes. of looks, it reminds me of that a little bit. Yes, and I guess you can use it to draw on the screen as well since they're showing off that feature. But the other thing that's interesting is that they will have face unlock, which is the first time for the Google Pixel series, which obviously the iPhone has, but right. Google is saying, and they didn't mention the iPhone, but they said ours is going to be a little bit better because it works from all angles, so your phone can be upside down and it will still recognize you, and it also goes right to the home screen. So if you have face unlock on the iPhone, you have to swipe up for it to go to the home screen after it unlocks. This will just recognize you immediately when you pick up your phone, uh, pretty much no matter where you are, however your phone is positioned and unlock it. Wow, that is impressive. Could be good or bad, by the way. Okay, now this is one I'm extremely interested in because my computer is old. I'm waiting until, I, I'm one of those people who uses a computer till the wheels fall off kind of thing. <laughs> and it is super sluggish and yet I have to use it for a good hour and a half every single night. So when I saw that you have a new a feature on a popular app that can help sluggish computers, I said, okay, I need to like write this down immediately after I talk with Rich and get it as soon as possible. Absolutely. I am so excited about this because this is a program that comes from a trusted manufacturer, which is Malwarebytes. They make some of the best software that's free that helps you get rid of all the malware and keep all the spyware off your computer. They have this other app called ADW Cleaner. And this has been an app that has, you know, gotten things off your, you know, all the garbage off your computer basically but now they're adding a new feature where this program can scan your computer and get rid of all of the pre-installed software so when you buy a computer from manufacturers a lot of times they are paid to place a bunch of kind of garbage software on your computer like a web browser helper a shopping tool some random photo editor a bunch of games on your on your main desktop all that stuff you don't need for your computer to run properly and in many cases those apps will interfere with how fast your computer 
computer can actually perform. So this program, Malwarebytes ADW Cleaner, the brand new version, 7.4.0 for my geeks out there, this will scan your computer and give you a list of all the apps that you don't need on there that were pre-installed and say, do you want to get rid of them? Okay. You can quarantine them, and if you ever need them back, you can get them back, but your computer will probably run faster after you do this. That was going to be my question. How does it know, though, what you want and what you don't want so perfect? You get to pick and choose once it identifies everything. Yeah, and for most people, let's be honest, at this point, what do you need? You need a web browser, and that's basically it. The rest of the stuff that's on there, all these games and some random photo editor, you don't need that stuff. You're doing everything online these days. Well, that is that couldn't be more true. And I do. I look at the bottom of my, uh, you know, like my toolbar, yeah. and I'm like, what? What are all these things running? Yeah, I don't even know what some of these cute little pictures are. I'm yes, like, what they is all that look thing? cute, but yeah. they're really bad. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Less I will be is more. Cleaning this tonight. So Let thank you know. for that in advance. Yeah. And then what is this? It, it's getting hotter. We've got triple digit temps coming this summer, and Sony might have just the thing for all of us to keep us cool. It's called the Rion Pocket. This is a portable air conditioner conditioning unit that you wear. Now, spoiler alert, not going to be around for the heat wave just yet. This is something that Sony is crowdfunding over in Japan. So they're hoping to ship it next year, early next year. But I will tell you on the positive side that they already achieved success with their crowdfunding campaign. They wanted 66 million yen they've reached 69 million yen. Ooh. So it looks like this thing will be made. It says it can, you you place it on the back of your shirt, kind of in a pocket, and it an especially designed t-shirt under your clothes, and they say that it can cool you off by 23 degrees Fahrenheit. Or wow. it can even heat you by eight degrees. So you wear this little thing on your back and you can stay cool. It only lasts for about two hours on a charge, but that's enough to get you into work or, you know, if you have to kind of ride your bike to work or something, take the train, it could be pretty nice. But uh, I, this is the beauty of where we live with technology, that in the future we will all have personal air conditioning units on our bodies. You know, I, I was thinking when I read this last night, I thought, man, I wish this had been around 20 years ago. My dad worked on a paving crew. He was actually the paver, so he was on that piece of paving equipment and temperatures in California would get, you know, well over 100 degrees and you've got the mix coming out of there that's, you know, equally that. And so these poor guys are dealing with, you know, literally hundreds of degrees. And I thought, man, if only that had been around when my dad was a paver. This would have been perfect. Uh, about $117, they're oh, saying. Merry so Christmas, Dad. I think that this is kind of a cool thing. Let's see what happens in the future. Maybe it could even save you on your air conditioning bill. Just leave your whole house warm and just wear this thing. I kind of like it. I'm in. Rich, thank you so much. You always have the best stuff. And you can find it all richontech.tv or just follow him, Rich on Tech, on social media. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Jennifer. All right. See you later. When we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Alex Stone. We've got more on the investigation now into the shooter at the Gilroy Garlic Festival over the weekend and maybe reasons why he didn't have an accomplice. Cops have some new um, some new evidence that looks like this guy probably did it alone. So we'll check all of that in just a moment. AM640, more stimulating talk. It's a Wednesday morning. Welcome to your hump day. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. Some of those stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Night one of the CNN Democratic debates has exposed feuds between 
progressives and moderates on issues like health care. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney says he wants to cover all Americans without taking away their choices. Senator Elizabeth Warren accused Delaney of using Republican talking points. Senator Bernie Sanders also defended Medicaid for all, Medicare for all. Delaney and five others on stage said they would rather let people opt into a government plan. Montana Governor Steve Bullock talked about expanding Obamacare and author Marianne Williamson said Democrats talk about plans too much. And L.A.'s decided to temporarily bring back a ban on living in vehicles parked on neighborhood streets. Councilman Mitch O'Farrell says the ban only applies to residential areas and locations next to parks and schools. Dozens of homeless activists shut down the L.A. City Council meeting yesterday. After the vote, the ban will go into effect in four six months. 550, we'll talk with ABC's Tom Rivers. North Korea is at it again, and this time it's fired two short-range ballistic missiles off the eastern coast in defiance of the U.N. resolution. Tom will have the latest on that. Then 605, it's handle on the news. But right now, let's go to Gilroy. Say good morning to ABC's Alex Stone. Hey, Alex, so there's some new information that cops say now. Uh, they are pretty sure that this guy acted alone, the shooter in this weekend's deadly uh, attack. Yeah, Jan, investigators here in Gilroy, they've now been able to track the shooter's movements before he carried out the attack, and they've been able to review surveillance video, and they now know that he went shopping here in town at uh, some big box stores. What he was buying, they say, isn't clear, that they're trying to figure that out right now, looking at surveillance, looking at receipts uh, to, to see all the items that he bought, and if it was related to the attack or not. But what police here say is clear is that he was alone when he was shopping, that there was nobody helping them, and that's leading them to believe there was no accomplice. Now, remember, there were a lot of witnesses who said they thought they saw somebody helping them, not necessarily another shooter. Some did say there was another shooter, but uh, most of the, the witnesses who thought they saw somebody thought it was somebody helping them, maybe handing them clips or protecting them in some way. But there has been no evidence of that whatsoever. Uh, and now that they see right before he carried this out, that he was out shopping all alone. We've heard uh, now from a number of people, including sources who have been interviewing uh, folks who knew him, that he was a, a loner, that he really didn't hang out with anybody. They don't think there was anybody else. Uh, they think that the witnesses probably saw something. They may have seen undercover police officers. They may have seen somebody around the guy but they don't think that, that there was an accomplice. Well, I think that's good because I think the community in large part was still very concerned that there could be somebody with either similar motives or similar beliefs as this guy still running around out there. Yeah, and they are leaving the door open to, as they investigate, what if something shows that pops up that, that he was getting help. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In some way. They say they're not absolutely saying that there was nobody who helped them, but they see no indication of that. They don't think that there is any threat to the community right now. He was the threat. He is gone. That They don't think there's anything beyond that. And they've, uh, they haven't found anything showing that family members do anything, that anybody else did. He was living a pretty solitary life out in Mineral County, Nevada. He bought both of his weapons. We now know he had another weapon, but 
He was found in his car when they found his car nearby the park. Once they searched it, they cleared it. That uh, They found a rifle that he had also bought legally, or a shotgun, rather, that he had bought legally in Nevada as well. But for whatever reason, he left that in his car, didn't bring it with him. Was he going to try to escape and then defend himself that way? They don't know. But he was buying this stuff in Nevada, living in a, a really rural area in an apartment, and apparently wasn't connected to a lot of folks. And it doesn't appear that, that anybody knew he was planning this. Okay, so the one thing that I, I haven't been able to connect, and maybe you can for me, he's living in Nevada. He comes back to where he grew up in Gilroy, where we learned his grandfather was a Santa Clara City Council member. I think his dad is like a runner and a coach. His brother was a boxer. So he was he home for the summer? Was he home visiting? What? Why, why did he come back? Or did he specifically come back, do they think, for this attack the fbi and police say they're trying to figure that out right now that it appears he was kind of living in both places we know he was in nevada not that long ago because he bought the guns only a couple of weeks ago uh but when did he come back that's what they're trying to determine right now and work with the family to, to give them information on where was he living why did he go back and forth it's not easy to get from gilroy to mineral county nevada that's that's a long drive through the sierras that uh, to get there, I mean, it's many hours. So it's not like he was just going up the freeway a couple of exits, that it takes a lot to go back and forth. And did he come back specifically to carry this out? They don't know that either. Uh, he was staying with his dad. His, his family's home was here. Uh, you know, 19-year-old kid. Uh, what a 19-year-old kid normally would do, going home to see family or stay with family. Except in this case, there is a, a thought that maybe he came back to, to carry this out. Was he in school there? Or what, I don't even know what school would be around there. No, in Mineral County, Nevada, no. And he uh, Once he was done with high school here in Gilroy, then for whatever reason, he went out to, I mean, it's, it's the middle of nowhere in Nevada, yeah. way south of Reno. Yeah. Uh, and, and no, I mean, he, it seems like he was just kind of chilling out there. What he was doing for money, we don't know. Okay, now when it comes to, let's talk about the victims in this. So we had three people killed, the six-year-old, the 13-year-old girl, and the 25-year-old man. But we still had a number of people who were shot and still in the hospital. Any updates on their conditions? Yeah, the last number that uh, that we have is uh, four or five people are still hospitalized. One is in critical condition. A couple of others are in serious condition. The rest have all now been released, and they've got issues that they're going to deal with for a very long time that they've got you know they had bullets go through them we talked to one guy he was shot at least five times he was grazed by seven bullets but five went in him one is still in him but he's been released now he's on crutches uh he's young 24 years old but he says by the grace of god he is alive he doesn't know how but but he survived that so, and even beyond that, all of the mental anguish that people are going to have to deal with now, even if they weren't shot, that they were running from all of this, that's why they've opened up a family assistance center here in town at a local elementary school, and reporters aren't allowed inside. They're saying, look, this is a safe place. Come. They've got comfort animals there. Uh, they've got a lot of dogs to, to help people. They've got counselors. They've got forms to fill out to get financial assistance for deeper mental health help. And they're saying to people in this community, you are a victim just if you live here. If you need to come and get help, you didn't have to have a bullet go through you. You didn't have to be running from the gunfire. If you were, then get help as well. 
but just dealing with it in this community of so many people affected, the sirens, the gunshots being heard, that they're saying, show up at the school, get some confidential help, and, you know, pet a dog at the same time, and and maybe you'll get some comfort out of that. And uh, they're they're calling on people to, to get the help that they may know or may not know that they need right now. That is fantastic. Kudos to that community for rallying so quickly, doing something so beautiful to just help people who simply just live there. And this is impacted. It's a small community, very close-knit community. So you can imagine, even if you weren't there that day, you know somebody who was. And uh, I think it's that's that outreach is amazing. So, Alex, thank you for all those updates, and we'll talk to you again. Sounds good. Thanks, Jen. All right, see you later. ABC's Alex Stone. That's pretty cool. I love that they're not letting the media in, that they're making sure that this is considered a safe place because reaching out for something like that, even after you've gone through a traumatic situation and you can justify in your own mind, wow, this has really impacted me. I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares. I'm, I can't stop thinking about it. The actual next step of going to get help for a lot of people is is scary because they think to themselves, oh, I should be able to deal with this. Oh, I should be able to handle that. No, you know what? It's totally fine. If you broke your arm, wouldn't you go get help for that? Well, there's something inside you that broke, whether it's your heart, whether it's your whatever it happens to be. Go get that help. And kudos to Gilroy for just putting it out there like that. Come and get it. We're here for you. That's that's pretty awesome. Some of the other stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Advocates say a state bill to automatically erase criminal records would help people get jobs, housing, and save taxpayers money. The bill would automatically erase millions of low-level criminal records for people who have successfully completed jail and probation. L.A. social justice advocate Jay Jordan says currently a person looking to legally clear their record has to talk to the clerk, judge, stenographer, prosecutor, bailiff. All those people are getting paid by taxpayers' dollars. And all for a hearing that takes about 15 minutes at the most, um, cost the state about $3,500. As opposed to a few pennies if it was automatic. Critics say the bill could overwhelm local courts. Corbin Carson, KFI News. And Starbucks is brewing a delivery service. CEO Kevin Johnson tells CNBC delivery is an example for people's need for convenience. A lot of that's driven by the digital mobile revolution. With the mobile phone, you, you have convenience for all sorts of things in your life. And so to be able to order on your phone for Starbucks, either for pickup in the store or delivery, we are enabling that need state of convenience that we think is complementary to the third place experience that we create in our stores. Now, the delivery market in China is much more advanced. You you just think broadly about how uh, the Chinese consumer has embraced delivery. And that's why in China, we saw roughly 6% of our total sales uh, was, was driven by delivery in China. Starbucks delivers, and we do that in partnership with Alibaba. Now, here in the United States, we've got a great partnership with Uber Eats that we we piloted last year. We then rolled out to 11 markets. We now have announced that we're going to roll it out uh, nationally. And uh, in the U.S., I'd say delivery is still in the early days. And, uh, you know, we're optimistic about it for the long term. Uh, But this last quarter, it did not contribute meaningfully to to our our comp results. But we do think in the future it's going to be a growing part of it. And that's why we're investing in it. Starbucks stock took a hit last year because growth slowed. But now it's trading at nearly double what it was last summer. Aaron Bender, KFI News. When we come back, we'll chat with ABC's Tom Rivers about what North Korea is doing. Many people go, 
Look at that. They're at it again. Two short-range ballistic missiles off its east coast this week, all in defiance of the U.N. resolution. Plus, we'll check traffic and your forecast. Lots more coming up on your wake-up call. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It's a Wednesday, last day of July. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee, and the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The first round of the second Democratic debate has pitted big, bold ideas against candidates who say it's time for a reality check. Former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper suggested Senator Bernie Sanders' proposals are too radical. Sanders, I wish he could have seen it, literally threw his hands up over his head. While Hickenlooper trashed his Medicare for All plan, at one point Sanders' fellow progressive Senator Elizabeth Warren asked why someone would run for president just to talk about what they can't do. Warren says the Democrats should be a party of big structural change. And let's say good morning now to ABC's Tom Rivers. Tom, it's another big story we're watching in the KFI newsroom this morning. North Korea appears to be at it again. Yeah, Jennifer, they've done it again. Uh, Just like last week, they fired off some short-range missiles. This one uh, landed about 155, 155 miles away in the Sea of Japan. This thing went up about 19 miles up in the air, came down. Japan, though, is not worried. they kind of taken it in stride now, maybe, getting used to it. And I guess the message has three different elements to it. One, North Korea doesn't like the South Korean-U.S. war games, which we plan for next month. Two, they don't like the fact that South Korea just purchased some uh, high-tech fighter jets from the U.S., And number three, get the notice of the White House saying, we want to have another summit, and as soon as possible, please. Were these specific short-range ballistic missiles, were these ones that Kim Jong-un was told, you can't fire those? Um, Well, in theory, yeah. He can't really do that, but no one's taken too many... Too much of a bother simply because there have been 11 waves of sanction. There's nothing else to sanction unless you want to sanction a dog walking down the street. So everything's been sanctioned on North Korea. So uh, the other thing is that takes the notice of the U.S. A, it's not long range. Uh, so they're saying, oh, well, we kind of understand it. Number two, nuclear testing. That has not gone forward either. So just this kind of brand of short range. Uh, the president doesn't seem too bothered, and uh, fingers crossed, we, we're understanding that there may be some talk behind the scenes of trying to get together and have yet another meeting between the two leaders. In the meantime, it looks like uh, officials around the world are saying this is just Kim Jong-un trying to keep himself in the headlines? Well, it's it's not so much, you know, the message isn't, isn't directed at Europe or, or, you know, other than the immediate countries that uh, are obviously concerned. This is a meeting, this is a message going straight to the White House, saying, you know, this is what we're doing now. Do you hear us? Are we going to have a meeting? Uh, some of the other concerns that we've laid out as well. And, uh, again, if, if they're not getting kind of a response, we're probably going to see more of this stuff next week as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I bet this is just a sign of things to come. Because if there's yep. nothing else to sanction, what does North Korea have to stop from doing it? If it, if it feels like, hey, this is our way of showing we're still here, we're still relevant, what else can you take from us? We're just going to keep going with what we're doing. You got it. There's like, you know, they, they go around the golf course with one club in the bag, and that's it. Um, it's, it's not a very sophisticated, if you will, possible options out there. So they just go, look at the message by doing more test firing. All right. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll just talk about this again in the next few days, Tom. So I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we'll look forward to that then. 
Have a good one. Well, I hope, unless we get some talks going, in which that would be good for both sides. That would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hope our next chat about North Korea is just that. You got her. All right. See you later. That's ABC's Tom Rivers. But how can you think that it might not be? Like, hey, Tom, we're back at it again, and so is North Korea. How's it going? And is it the same thing? At what point? What do you do if you've sanctioned every single thing they've got? Then what? So we'll check that out. Also, one more story. Just wanted to make sure I squeezed this in just so we could play a little Elvis this morning. Lisa Marie Presley reported that she has signed a multi-million dollar deal to write a book about her father and her marriage to Michael Jackson. Now, page six says the book promises shocking new details about her ex-husband. What are these shocking new details? I don't know. Presley and Jackson were married from 1994 to 1996. This is KFI and HD 2 Los Angeles. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your Wednesday wake-up call. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.